Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of the Multiverse Report. We are recapping the week's nerdy news from the first night of Hanukkah to Christmas Day and everywhere in between. That's right. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. We are right into the depth, most depth of the holiday season that you can get. I don't know if that sentence made sense, but that's where we are. My name is Mike Gibson. With me as always is Steve Haller. What's up, Steve? Well, this will be the last time you hear our voice until at least Kwanzaa starts on December 26th, following with the right. uh, late late year holiday traditions, uh, and possibly until the new year. So we're uh, we're, yeah. we're tying up uh, tying up some 2022 loose ends right now. Yeah, that's right. This is um, I would say this is likely going to be our last episode of the year. We are most likely going to take next week off because Sunday is Christmas and we can't imagine there's going to be a ton of news uh, this past week. You know or that, this... you know, by saying that, that something stupid, insane is going to. Yeah, drop I, we'll be I was just going to say, like, I can't guarantee there's going to be a ton of news unless there's just more of this DC drama that we're about to dive back into. I was going to say um, we do have very popular. right. Uh, like we're we're coming up on Festivus, which is December 23rd. Uh, I think we have a lot of stories about the airing of the grievances right now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, I, um, uh, earlier I just said, um, with me as always is Steve. If you listen to last week's episode, you know that he was not part of last week's episode because of scheduling conflicts. But if you listen to last week's episode, whereas me by myself, you know, there's a lot of, um, DC drama going on and it all has to do with James Gunn and Peter Safran taking over the DC slate. And when that was announced, we started having all these questions. What's going to happen? What are they going to do? Are they going to reboot everything? Are they going to retool stuff? Who are they going to, are they going to replace anybody? Are they just going to keep moving forward? How are they going to, how, how are they going to piece together the DC universe as it stands, which is uneven to say the least, and move forward with it? And we are starting to get some answers. <laughs> I th- Boy. I think this week determined that the answer is burn it all to the freaking ground and see where we can go. It definitely seems like they're going to uh, be burning most of it to the ground. Um, we have to start by correcting something that I talked about last week, where last week there was a whole lot of um, uh, back and forth. He said, she said, I said, you said, they said, we said um, regarding... Wonder Woman 3 and whether or not Patty Jenkins walked away from the project or whether or not uh, she was told that it was not going to move forward. That was the initial report. And then another report came out and said that she walked because she refused to update her treatment. Right. Patty we, Jenkins we, herself. We thought it was a uh, you can't fire me, I quit. Like Patty Jenkins dropping the mic and yes. walking away. Yes. Apparently, according to Patty Jenkins herself, she did not walk away from Wonder Woman 3. She took to her Twitter and um, posted a long letter, um, which includes the following excerpt. I never walked away. I was open to considering anything asked of me. It was my understanding there was nothing I could do to move anything forward at this time. DC is obviously buried in changes they are having to make, so I understand these decisions are difficult right now. So... She was told 
that her, I mean, her treatment apparently didn't fit with what they wanted to do because they don't want to move forward with that incarnation of Wonder Woman, which puts a, a big, uh, a big check mark in the column of they're going to reboot the entire DC universe. Mm -hmm. And well, uh, they, well first yeah. of all, I guess she also mentioned just as a little tidbit of information, she confirmed that she had initially left Rogue Squadron to make Wonder Woman 3. That's why what Rogue Squadron got put on the back burner, because she left because she wanted to focus on Wonder Woman 3. And now that Wonder Woman 3 is not moving forward anymore, she is back with Lucasfilm. She has a new deal with Lucasfilm to continue developing Rogue Squadron. And even in this post, she said that she doesn't even know that that's 100% even going to happen. <laughs> probably because she pays attention to everyone that comes and goes at Lucasfilm right. director wise. Um, but that's where she is now. She's back at Lucasfilm working on rogue squadron, right. which I'm excited about for she, sure. But she's getting paid money to make the movie that I want to see the most of anything that they have announced yeah. in the star Wars universe. Yeah. And according to her, a movie that she's very passionate about and, right. and very much wants to make. So now um, you were talking about, you know, them dropping wonder woman and saying that that is going to be, a very big check mark in the reboot everything. I yes, think we just thank got you the, for setting that yeah, the exclamation point on that as well. Yeah. If that's not enough, if not moving forward with Wonder Woman 3 isn't enough of a signal that they're gonna reboot everything. It was announced by the man himself. This is not hearsay. This right. is not he said, she said, we said, they said. This is Henry Cavill taking to social media and saying that he is not going to be returning as Superman a mere two months after he told us that he was going to be returning as Superman right. a mere two months it after did. we saw him yeah. return as Superman. He said the following on his social media. I just had a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Safran and it's sad news. Everyone I will after all, not be returning as Superman. After being told by the studio to announce my return back in October, prior to their hire, meaning prior to James Gunn and Peter Safran taking over, this news isn't the easiest, but that's life. The changing of the guard is something that happens. I respect that. James and Peter have a universe to build. Uh, I wish them and all involved with the new universe the best of luck and the happiest of fortunes. So, I mean, that's an incredibly graceful and professional dismount i think right. from the role um of course you know that he's crushed that he's not returning as superman i'm sure that i think that he was very excited to he left the witcher oh yeah like, like the second that door opened up for him he was back mm -hmm. for superman and quit his other job even though he didn't have a contract in place he's like nah i'm done so um this so like I just said, this would kind of be less of a big deal if he hadn't just come back for Black Adam, which I think it's worth noting that Warner Brothers or many execs at Warner Brothers at the time did not want him to cameo in Black Adam, right? And it was, it was Dwayne the Rock, right? the Rock Johnson. Yeah that went over their heads and went around those people saying no and used his whatever power he has to get that cameo to happen. I think he used the fact that Walter Hamada was on his way out at Warner Brothers and there was like this change of leadership to kind of talk to the right people to say yes so he could make it happen. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, people, I've 
I've seen some reports of people online that people are blaming Peter or um, Peter Safran and James Gunn for firing Cavill after bringing him back, but they didn't bring him back for Black Adam. They had nothing to do with Black Adam. Right. Um, they and were they, hired after Black Adam even came. They didn't even start till November. They weren't even. They didn't even, weren't even in the bad position of power when Black Adam was released. Well, and they still don't even have a hand in upcoming. Like, there's a couple upcoming releases that are shot and done. There's hosts. There's four DC movies coming out uh, in 2023 that they have had not one. Um, they have not done one lick of work on right. at all. Um, which we we're going to talk about that in a second too. And while yeah, we're talking should, about Black Adam, I should read I, the rundown, right? That's what I should yeah, do before yeah. I do this. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to get to everything. Um, while we're talking about Black Adam, one source um, told the Hollywood Reporter, an, an anonymous source, said that in the end, he he meaning Henry Cavill as Superman. He was a pawn in Dwayne's failed attempt to control a piece of DC. So kind of indicating that The Rock saw bring, saw a cameo from Henry Cavill as Superman in Black Adam, saw that as a way to get more people to see Black Adam, and kind of just used Henry Cavill to try to you know, make money on the movie. And we haven't really talked about this, but Black Adam has not done the has not done the business that Warner Brothers wanted it to do and has not done the business that uh, The Rock wanted it to do. And um, I don't know. Apparently, I, I just saw right before we started uh, recording, I saw a report on Twitter that Dwayne The Rock Johnson has unfollowed the official Black Adam Instagram page and the Warner Brothers Discovery Instagram page. So... I don't think he's super happy with Warner Brothers Discovery, but also I don't think Warner Brothers Discovery is super happy with him going around there, going over their heads to cast a cameo in their film that they didn't want him to do. And then also a film just not making the money that they wanted it to make. Like, I, I think, I, I wonder if he's also had a conversation with James Gunn and Peter Safran about probably mm -hmm. not returning as Black Adam. That's my guess. And which, which seems weird because, like, if you're going to roll Shazam 2 out there and then you've had th two, two successful films in the Shazam franchise and yeah. whatever Black Adam did, uh, but, like, they, they go together. Like, that's a... Well, you know what? Yeah. They, you're right. They do go together and they should have gone together. I think yeah. it was, like, I think it was probably a mistake for anybody, including The Rock, including Warner Brothers Discovery, mm -hmm. I think it was a mistake for anyone to think that this movie that's based on a Shazam villain, it's not a Lex Luthor movie, it's not a Joker movie, right. a Shazam villain movie, you think that's, like, I don't care who you cast in that, no one knows who Black Adam is, and no one inherently cares about that character, you think, is that, that's the movie you think is going to make a billion dollars just because The Rock's in it, like, I saw it. I liked it a lot. It's on HBO Max now. I'm going to watch it again. I like, still, I like yeah, that if movie. if it's on HBO Max, I might actually watch it. Yeah, I like it. It's a fun movie, but, like, to think that it was going to be some crown jewel of a, like, if he was playing Superman, oh, then, yeah. yeah, that would have made a billion dollars. But he's he's playing a character that no one really well, knows. It it, you know, it's like, like Sony expecting Craven the Hunter to make a billion dollars or something like that. Or a movie know? we're going to talk about later to make any money. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, stay uh, tuned, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Stay yeah, tuned. I mean, even DC villains, like 
I don't even care. You could make a dark side movie and nobody would care. Right. Like yeah. nobody would care. I mean, I mean, I think that's that's with villains across the board. Like I think I think right. the fact that they made a Joker movie that made a billion dollars, that was an exception. Well, like that was, a huge exception. That was also because for years, even in film between Nicholson, between Ledger, between exactly, everything, they yeah. banged, He's, they, like they banged us over the head with the yes. Joker. Joker is on a different level from right. literally any other comic book villain. The Joker is on a different level. He just is. Yeah. He just is. He's more popular than any. He can carry a movie. He's more popular than any other comic book villain, hands down. Yeah, I mean, I don't, the only I, like, no, because even even if they made even if Marvel went out and made like a Doom movie, it wouldn't. Right. It wouldn't be there. It'd be. Yeah. It'd probably be more than what Black Adam made, but it won't be. I it think wouldn't it would, have been yeah. like Joker levels. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And Doom is about as big a I'm I'm trying to think of a villain from that side that would be like the the colloquial like we know him. I mean Venom. Kinda, right, yeah. Didn't Venom make a billion dollars? I mean that was an R. Like the, right. the other exceptional thing about the Joker being it was an R-rated movie that made a billion dollars right. and that's wild. But and like imagine if it was PG-13, that would have made way more money. Oh, 100%. And but like Venom and Venom's not even—they're not even treating Venom as a villain. They're tr- making him an ant. They're doing the right. whole. Right. I think that's kind of why I didn't even register with that. Like, yeah, it, it seems. Yeah, I mean, it'd be Doom, Magneto, maybe. Like if they did, if they did an X Men Origins Magneto, maybe. maybe. And that's that'd be with Fastbender, like. Maybe, but I feel like there's such baggage from that. Yeah. 100%. Fox fran- X Men franchise that like I don't know that it would e- I don't think that it would really work I mean it would probably be a good movie but I don't know yeah. that it would make the money that something like Joker made or like that they oh, wanted Black Adam to make. I did just think though I would love to see like the Eric Lencher uh, origin story like deep deep in like the whole uh, the whole origin of Magneto. Oh yeah. Like that would be a great movie. It would not be a blockbuster. Be. It would not be a you know billion dollar movie like you're talking. Yeah. But it would be a really goddamn good movie. <laughs> but it's also something we've seen one or two times already in flashbacks. Oh yeah. In X Men movies. Yeah, in like quick flashbacks or Yeah, so they have also, to find a new way to do it. Also like various World War Two movies. Uh right. we've seen yeah. the story effectively. So Exactly. Anyway, the funny part Going back to the to the the rock, you know, trying to use Henry Cavill apparently to uh, put some butts in seats for his film. Um, the, what's funny? It's not funny, but it's kind of funny. Is that for how many years did we hear the rock saying the hierarchy of the DC <laughs> right. universe is about to change? And then guess what? It really did in real life. It honestly changed by having James Gunn and Peter Safran take over. And guess what? That means you're not going to be Black Adam anymore. Yeah, like he it, he 100% called it, just not in the way he thought he was going to. Yeah, not in the way he thought, no. And like, I also feel for The Rock, like, dude, The Rock spent 15 years attached to be Black Adam, and finally the movie came out. It didn't do as well as they thought, and now he's never going to be Black Adam again. Like, it's over already. Um. Anyway, Steve, you and I were together million. when I... Jesus, that was... What's four, that? It was only $400 million he made? That was yeah. all that ma- movie made? I know it's lower than lower than uh, a lot of expectations. Way lower than I even thought. I thought I, I thought The Rock. Apparently, me and a lot of other people thought The Rock alone would at least, yeah, you know, I don't know, get closer to a billion than that. You know, five hundred. I thought it was going to make over five hundred million, easy, but 
It did not. Yeah. He, anyway, he actually uh, by the numbers, literally by a website, thenumbers.com. Uh, he himself, as a lead, has made uh, two billion domestic box office. Apparently, Black Adam was not one of those. <laughs> or yeah, was not I know. Well, like really I think it. what what movie does it say? What movie that was that he made? No, that was total. Um, oh, total. Oh, okay, I was gonna oh, say. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I found it. Uh, so Jum- uh, Jumanji. Jumanji. Yeah, yeah. Jumanji made total one point five billion. Or no, Furious Seven. Yeah, it's basically the Furious movies. Furious Seven made one point yeah. five. Uh, Fate of the Furious was one point two. Jumanji the original was ninety or uh, nine hundred sixty one million. Uh, Jumanji the next level. Jesus, how many Jumanji movies are there? Um, mm. 798 million fast six, uh, f- another fast and furious. Yeah. I mean, fast uh, and the furious, those movies make a ton of money and Moana, you're adding Moana made six thirty one. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's in Moana. Sure. Fast five yeah. San Andreas, which was, would have been a movie that he pretty much put on his shoulders. Cause well, yeah, I don't even, yeah. I'd assume it's about an earthquake cause San Andreas, but, right. uh, 456 mummy returns rampage rampage is a movie about a 1980s video game. Of course, that is strictly on Dwayne Johnson being Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) But I guess uh, when you look at it, it's in that, that ballpark, like that was 427. Black Adam was 390. So it's either didn't get any bump from Dwayne Johnson on the DC end, or it got no uh, Dwayne Johnson bump from the DC end. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I it didn't think get I, a, yeah. It it didn't get enough of a DC bump and it didn't give enough of a Right. The rock neither bump. neither helped each other. It was just like yeah. about an average rock movie. Yeah. Um Yeah, and I have some thoughts on that as well. But uh and we'll get there, but I do want to say like I, oh, that's what I started to say uh Steve, you and I were together when we learned that Henry Cavill would not be um res, uh, returning mm-hmm. as Superman. Yep. And as I was I was leaving your house thinking as soon as I get home, I'm going to check Twitter and see if James Gunn has responded to this. Because as I've said in the last couple of weeks, I love so much how transparent he is being about his kind of takeover of the DC universe and uh, being very open. And lo and behold, I got home, opened Twitter. The first thing on my Twitter feed was James Gunn responding to Henry Cavill's post about not coming back as Superman. And he said the following. He said, Peter and I have a DC slate ready to go. Whoa, really? Amazing. So that, does that mean he's pitched it to Warner Brothers? There, there's like several coming out of this Twitter thread. We're going to hit it at hit stuff at the end too. But there are several things he said in this Twitter thread that on a normal week would have been just lead stories for this yeah. podcast that we would talk about for 20 minutes each. But there's so much else going on that we got to just bump through them like they're nothing. Anyway. Peter and I have a DC slate ready to go. And that means they have like a, they have a whole plan. That's like, they have a plan of films ready to go, which we couldn't be more over the moon about. We'll be able to share some exciting information about our first projects at the beginning of the new year. Among those on the slate is Superman. In the initial stages, our story will be focusing on an earlier part of Superman's life. So the character will not be played by Henry Cavill. But we just had a great meeting with Henry and we're big fans and we talked about a number of exciting possibilities to work together in the future. So what what does that mean? I don't know. Is he going to play a different character in the DCU? I don't think that's possible. What I think that means 
uh, kind of what I hope it means. DC is famous for uh, having using the word crisis in their like events. Crisis on Infinite Earths, Dark Crisis. There's all these different things. Infinite Crisis, Identity Crisis. They're not next year, though, and we'll be talking about that later, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I think down the road, it's very possible that we'll get a Crisis on Infinite Earths where whatever the new Justice League ends up having to fight the old Justice League or team up with the old Justice League, and that way maybe Henry Cavill will come back and Gal Gadot will come back as one one. Or even the, anyway. way he, the way he stated it, like the character won't be played by Henry Cavill, uh, the the earlier like I guess it depends on how much of a jump there is. Like if yeah. they're if they're well doing like just post origin story type Superman, like where he just well, figures he, out what the hell he's doing. Yeah, yeah. I did see something else from the Hollywood Reporter to this week that said that it wasn't going to be Smallville Superman. Right. It was going to be Metropolis Daily Planet. Superman. Okay. So I don't know that they're doing anything so young that they're going to need to like cast two different actors necessarily. Okay. So anyway, as Steve and I were saying, this pretty much guarantees a full DCU reboot under James Gunn and Peter Safran, which means um, we're losing all the actors that we currently know, or at least most of them. I guess yeah. I can't say I can't say we know 100 percent. Because we don't. We just know that Henry Cavill and we know Gal Gadot's coming back. And there was that rumor about Jason Momoa switching over to Lobo. Um, Which he would be an awesome Lobo, but still really weird to do that. Still really weird. Really weird. Um, uh, All signs point to Ezra Miller not returning as Flash. And um, we all know Ben Affleck has retired as Batman, so... At least the Justice League is not coming back. At least the Justice League. Um, and if that wasn't enough, Hollywood Reporter reported this week that, uh, as I talked about last week, how they announced that Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot ha- had filmed cameos for The Flash, but we weren't sure if they were going to be cut. Hollywood Reporter is now saying that those cameos have been cut from The Flash movie. So, yeah. The only lingering question that I have right now is if James Gunn is going to also reboot the stuff that he has done in the DC universe, the, the cast from Suicide Squad or Peacemaker. Peacemaker was an incredibly popular show for HBO Max when it came out earlier this year. And uh, they announced a season two. And as, early, as recently as, uh, what, two months ago, three months ago, he said publicly that Peacemaker season two is still happening. So now my question is, is Peacemaker Season 2 still happening? Is John Cena still playing this character? And is that continuity still alive? Like, it doesn't seem like it should be. If they're getting rid of everything else, it seems like everything should go with it. And as much as that breaks my absolute heart, it seems like you sh- to for clarity, it should be all, all or nothing. Yeah. What do you think, I mean- Steve? Again, much like the if it wasn't for the cameo in uh, Black Adam, the Cavill news or the Cavill stuff wouldn't have been weird. If it yeah. wasn't for the uh, you know the snippet at the end of Peacemaker season one, yes, they could have kept Suicide Squad and that completely separate. Like there wasn't yeah. anything that touched on like even Starro and all that. Like nothing nothing touched on justice league nothing touched on any of the other uh continuity except for yeah. that one scene i mean if you go back 
I mean, possibly the most heartbroken I'm going to be is about losing yeah. Margot Robbie as Harley. Um, and because she, she's in The Suicide Squad, but she's also in Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Yep. And, and in Birds Suicide Squad, she interacts with Ben Affleck's Batman. Mm, true. And um, also Ezra Miller's Flash is a very brief cameo in the original David Ayer Suicide yep. Squad movie. And Viola Davis who plays Amanda Waller in Peacemaker, in Black Adam, in The Suicide Squad, and in Suicide Squad. She has a post-credit scene with Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne. Right. So there are still connections to these mainline um, Justice League-ish characters. So it seems like everything's going to go. Yeah. And I am somebody who has not wanted... There's, there's been people for years for years that have been saying, just scrap everything and start over, scrap everything and start over. I have not been one of those people. I've been like, no, there's good stuff there. Like Margot Robbie is great. And you know, Shazam was great. Aquaman, the dialogue's terrible, but it looks great. And yeah. you know, Wonder Woman, like how can you get rid of Wonder Woman and Suicide, the Suicide Squad, so good. Like there's you, good pieces here, just like elevate the good, you know? But. I, I was just thinking about Aquaman the other day about how like the, the star power they pulled in for that. Yeah. With Nicole Kidman's in that movie. <laughs> yeah, Nicole Kidman, uh, Willem Dafoe, uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen. Yes. Like, uh, it's insane. Like, you, it's insane. You, you, you watch the movie and you're like, oh, they're them? Okay, cool. I like, know, exactly. Yeah, are we going to lose, are we going to use, lose, uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen as Black Manta? Yes, I think so. If we're losing Jason Momoa, we're we probably going to get him back somewhere else. then. And that's like well, technically, we still have him in Watchmen. <laughs> true, true. Um, but as I was saying, like, as much as I wanted, as, as as much as I was clinging to the possibility to of getting these this universe kind of off the ground and into a better place. Um, as I said last week, I definitely understand the need to reboot because people just I think people just have a bad taste in their mouths about this universe because it started on a down note like man of steel people are mixed on that movie i like it yeah i don't I love it fine. i like it a lot and then the two or three that came after bad like batman versus superman i think is a bad movie suicide squad is a bad movie wonder woman exceptional movie but then the whole justice league thing like like you're not making good stuff and these are the, like so people identify like people the, see these actors in trailers and they identify them with like, oh, I saw that guy. I saw oh Henry Cavill Superman. I saw him in one okay and then two dog shit other superhero right. movies. You know, like well, I don't want to like, see that again. You know, people are like, oh, the Snyder Cut did the it's like the Snyder Cut was decent enough. It it fixed yeah. a shitty movie into a okay, this is watchable. Yeah, into a longer okay movie that takes four hours <laughs> right. to watch. Um and I just figured I'd cut off the uh, the the Snyder stands at the yeah <laughs> right at the gate there. It's like yeah yeah it, it was it was a thing. It was a thing. But anyway, I find myself now looking down the barrel of a completely DC of a complete reboot for the DC universe. Of a I find myself being wait you're looking down that? the barrel of a different gun. Ah, James Gunn. I'll be here. All I, night, find folks, myself, try the veal I find myself. I find myself. <laughs> I find myself incredibly excited about what could come out of this. Um, yeah. 
which is which I think is a reason part it's part of the Marvel fatigue I think that people are feeling including myself is that like it's just the same thing like there's no it doesn't it's not fresh anymore well, and like now why, we're gonna get Andor a whole fresh so thing we're gonna get a whole new Justice League yeah but that's why Andor felt so good with Star Wars is it was a complete departure from what we'd felt yeah it was something new and I don't yeah exactly but I don't think Marvel or Star Wars are in a place where they can do this you know right. like this is definitely ruffling a bunch of feathers, yeah. certainly ruffling a bunch of feathers, but it doesn't come close to the amount of feathers that would be ruffled if Lucasfilm or Kevin Feige at Marvel, if Kathleen Kennedy or Kevin Feige came out and said, hey, we're going to fire everybody and we're going to reboot and we're going to start over. All this continuity that you've been invested in for this amount of time, yeah. it's all going down the drain. We're firing everybody and we're going to start over. Well, and that's a testament to what DC has done, not in the positive way, but like, the fact that it's been so fractured and the fact that there've been some yeah. very, very good movies, but also some very, very dog shit movies. Yeah. And the the inability of them to put out a consistent product has really allowed them to be able to do this and hand it to James Gunn and say and Saffron and say, Go, like do your thing. Yeah. My I I wonder, and I wonder if we'll ever know this. I wonder if that was a mandate from David Zosloff, if it yeah. was like you're taking it over, but you're starting completely fresh and you have Could to fire be. all these people. Or if it was James Except, Gunn and Peter Saffron like saying, you know what? We got to, we, the way, the, the way to move forward is to start fresh. That's, that's the only way to do it. Yeah. I could see it either way. I mean, you've got the creatives, like if the, if it was from the creatives, then it's one thing. If it's from Zaslav, I could also see that of like, listen, we're tied to too many. Uh, we, we've got too much baggage on this. Like let's cut yeah. ties and start over. Yeah. So anyway, I'm sure that we're going to get more announcements in the coming weeks of, you know, we're going to get a, a social post from Gal Gadot. I just had a conversation with James Gunn and Peter Safran, and it's bad news. You know, we're going to get eventually a, you know, a, a post from uh, Jason Momoa. I'm no longer this, you know, Aquaman and Lost Kingdom will be my last go around as Aquaman. Like, we're going to we're going to hear all of that. Don't, and, don't hold your breath on the Ezra Miller post, but yeah, I don't know that we'll ever hear from anything from Ezra Miller <laughs> like, again. Yeah, he's just done. Um, they're done. But uh, but I'm very excited because I, I always love a new take. It's like reading comics. Like, I love a new take. I love a new story. And that's kind of that's something that we're not going to get from Marvel for like a million years. You know, we're not going to get a reboot. We're not going to get a, a reinvention of the Marvel Cinematic Universe for like anytime soon. And it may be a long time after now that we get any new DC stuff. But the fact that we get at least one more like... <gasps> What I don't know what it's gonna be. I don't know. I don't, like part of the Marvel fatigue is like, yeah, I I pretty much know what this movie's gonna feel like and look like because I've seen thirty other ones that feel like this and look like this. And now, mm -hmm. not not that not that DC even got there because they didn't. They were so fractured they hadn't really gotten themselves off the ground. But now we're we're all gonna go in with completely blank slates and have and no expectations, which is exciting, very exciting. It's the best thing that I think that they could be doing right now um anyway i think there was something else i was going to say but i don't remember and we're taking a long time to talk about this so i do want to say here are some things when i said earlier that a couple of things that james gunn said in his twitter thread would have been just normal headline stories for this podcast we're going to blow through those right now like they're one shots apparently the new Superman movie that they're working on is being written by James Gunn. He is writing a new Superman movie. Um, he is not signed on to direct it. They do not yet have a director. 
Um, also, he confirmed that it will not be an origin story. Will not be an origin story. Right. Which I think is, is good. good because, you know, it's not like we've seen Superman's origin as much as we've seen Batman's origin or Spider-Man's origin, but we've seen it enough. We get it. He came from Krypton. Right. We don't need to see it again. If you're someone who's going to see a comic book movie, you know, like, you know Peter Parker's origin. You know Bruce Wayne's origin. Yeah. And you know Kal-El's origin. Like, and I'm sure they will hint at it or give you enough to know it without showing it, like they yeah. did with Tom right. Holland when he took over Sp- Spider-Man, like they did with the new um, Robert Pattinson Batman. Yeah, which is fine. Um, That's great. Which is fine, um, yeah. Sp- speaking of the, the Spideys and the Spidering. Oh, wait, we're not there yet. Oh, we're not? I know. I know you're sick of talking about DC. <laughs> we're not there yet. <laughs> Two more things. He also confirmed in this Twitter thread, James Gunn also confirmed in this Twitter thread that he has spoken to Ben Affleck, not about being Batman or not being Batman. He's spoken to Ben Affleck about directing a movie for DC, which Ben Affleck was going to do for a long time, a long time. He was going to direct his own solo Batman movie. But then then Matt Reeves came on board to direct it because it was too much for him to handle. And then being Batman became too much for him to handle, so he stepped away. And we got the Robert Pattinson Batman movie. But they're just looking for the right project. Both Ben Affleck wants Ben Affleck wants to direct and James Gunn wants him to direct. And they're looking for the right project. So that's a whole thing. And speaking of the Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson Batman movie, James Gunn has clarified and confirmed that they will not be bringing in the Robert Pattinson, Matt Reeves version of Batman to their shared DCU Justice League universe so that means we will at least have two batman yeah um i think david zaslav said we're not gonna have four batman don't worry but he said not four because he knew we're probably gonna at least have two that means we're (laughs) up to we we can have at least three so we're good yeah you're right and i like that because then you get a batman like robert pattinson who's like very grounded very down to earth very uh human and then you can have a Batman that, you know, goes into space or whatever the fuck and, you know, fights yeah. aliens and shit alongside the Justice League, which in comic books works. Right. Easily works, but hard to see Robert Pattinson, you know, jumping into a Justice League satellite or something like that and, you know, well, that's, going off into I nowhere. Mean, that's why we, well, nowhere fitting, heading to uh, yeah. Marvel next. But um, yeah. the uh, that's, that's, that's why we see with Tom Holland Spider-Man. You know, one yeah. day he's sitting in a class in DC, a class trip in DC, and uh, the next he's fighting with the Avengers and the Guardians in the middle of nowhere with, uh, yeah. So yeah, exactly. If they can do that with uh, with Batman, then more power to him. More power to him. Anyway, that's a whole lot of DC stuff. Finally, getting through that. Um, and moving into some Marvel stuff, we got the first, I teased this last week because I announced it was going to come out. We got the first full trailer for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And wow, what a trailer it is. Steve, take it away. What did you think of this trailer? Uh, from what I saw of it, it was great. You didn't watch I, the whole thing? I still have not seen the entire thing. Oh, no! Uh, it was the the standard dropped while I was at work, and then life happened. Yeah. Um, I saw the fact that Oscar Isaac will be back as Miguel O'Hara. Oh, he sure will. Uh, I Big saw way. that Jessica Drew uh, is played by Issa Rae, which is going to be amazing. Um, yes. Pun intended, amazing Spider-Man. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, there's just a plethora of spidering happening in various yep. spider iterations, it seems. Yeah, I love that version of Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman. I thought she looked awesome. Yeah. And apparently, I saw people talking about this on Twitter. I know where you're going. <laughs> that is a reference to the original first ever Spider-Woman in Marvel Comics was a black woman. Yep. Her name it was not Jessica Drew. Jessica Drew was a different character and still is around as Spider-Woman. But I don't remember the, her. I don't remember the woman's name because it, it wasn't. But she called herself Spider Woman, oh, and she it was a very similar outfit to like Peter's classic red and blue with the webbing spider right. outfit. But she had like a big afro and everything too. Like so cool and like what a cool tip of the hat to the literal origins of the character of Spider Woman to make her look like that. That's great. It's perfect. So cool. Um, yeah, a lot of Spider-Man 2099 um, beating up Miles Morales mercilessly. Uh, I feel like I need to watch it in slow motion or something because I feel like there's so many background spider characters. Um, we get like a Mary Jane Spider-Woman. We get a... Um, uh, what's the Mayday? We get Mayday. Yep, Mayday the was there. Peter and Mary, uh, Peter and Mary Jane's daughter in one universe. Um that's awesome. I'm so excited about this movie. Um, definitely one of my most anticipated films of 2023. By the way, stick around at the end of this podcast. We should have said this at the beginning. At the end of this podcast, we're going to be going over um, the movies that are coming out in 2023, movie shows and everything, and uh, talking about what our most anticipated ones are and going over the best, what we thought the best of 2022. Was. Oh, uh, was there a cameo by Spider-Punk too? Yes, we see Spider-Punk, I believe, for the first time. Real quick shot. We didn't hear him yet. We know he's being voiced by uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Yep. But um, uh, haven't... Bag, uh, the bombastic Bagman made an appearance. Yep. Yeah, there's so many. There's, oh, like, yeah. there's, like a, there's a scene where there's just so many walking, like Miles is moving forward towards the camera, and in the background, there's just thousands of different yep. spider people. Yeah. Um, I really like the how they began the trailer with a scene between Miles and his mom. That was... Which... Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was great because there's such a focus on his relationship with his dad in the first one, which is great and, you know, brings a tear to my eye when I'm watching that movie. But also, I like that they didn't try to just go back to that well. And they're like, well, let's explore his relationship with his mom. And, you know, and, and right. this is a trailer, so who knows how much of that's going to be left in the actual movie. Which, but. in the in the comics, it was more of the mom focus and yeah. Jeff was very, like... I'm the police guy. This is my thing. Blah, blah, blah. So, right. yeah, it, it's, it's good to see that, you know, explored and extrapolated on. And I, yeah, because yeah. it's something that makes sense. It's like a way for them to make it add a different dynamic to the character or to the film without like, Oh, we're going to introduce this new character. Suddenly like, it's not a new character, it's just his mom. So it makes total sense that they'd be having this conversation or he'd have this relationship. Like it's, it's organic to the source material to the story that they have. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, very excited about this movie. Um, comes out this summer, this June, Yeah, I believe. That, that may Insane. make an appearance later in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I made a mental note. I'm We're, we're going to read a list of everything. Like I said, I just said, we're going to read a list of everything coming out in 2023. And I made a mental note of when to start and stop talking about what comes out just this summer alone the movies coming out this summer are insane i'm gonna be 
living at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Speaking of a movie that uh, may not make me live in a movie theater, we couldn't get to the end of the year without having one more insane announcement from Sony and their universe of Spider-Man characters, right? We couldn't. We couldn't. We talked about Craven this year. And we still don't know what to call that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's the other one? El Muerto. That's the other oh, one that yeah, we talked about. Bad Bunny. Yep. El Muerto. Um a comic book character that's been in two books um, being adapted to getting his own movie being played by um, rapper Bad Bunny. I thought that was the weirdest Spider-Man villain that right. they were going to give a movie to. We expected that was the deepest deep cut we would get. Yeah, I was like, this is the bottom of the barrel, right? They can't go any lower than that, right? <laughs> oh. oh, Here, hold my beer, Mike. <laughs> I... Steve, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. They heard this podcast and said, oh, Multiverse Report? Hold our beer. Yeah. My name is Sony. And what we're going to do is we're going to make a movie about a character named Hypno Hustler. Yes. But that movie is going to star legitimate talent and, I don't know, Creative genius, Donald Glover. And also Aaron Davis already, Donald Glover. Right, I know, yeah, we're going to have to talk about that. Donald Glover is going to star as Hypno Hustler in Sony's Hypno Hustler film. So I'm sure all of you have at least a passing familiarity with Hypno Hustler, right? He's like on everybody's... Like we were talking about, it, we were talking about the Joker earlier. Obviously, Hypno Hustler right, right underneath the Joker as far as... Why didn't we think about that when we were mentioning... Comic book villains. Right. right. So instead, Antoine Deloyne is the lead singer of the Mercy Killers, going by the name of Hypno Hustler. He and his band were scheduled to perform at a nightclub called Beyond Forever. When the club manager catches Hypno Hustler robbing the safe, he uses his, his hypnotic equipment on the manager. Apparently that's where the hypno part comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Wikipedia, because I sure as shit did not have any clue who this guy was. Yeah. He's a, a total Z-list Spider-Man villain, um, created in 1978 by Bill Mantlo and Frank Springer. And yeah, like you just said, apparently he hypnotizes people with his magic guitar and then robs them when they're hypnotized. Didn't you write a comic um, book about that? Oh, wait, no. Uh, no, I write comic books about um, uh, good guys with magic guitar weapons. Ah, which also may come up later in the podcast. <laughs> Aww. Um, I can't uh, I can't so yeah no I can't say I don't think that that's necessarily a bad a dumb power to have but the fact that it's the fact that Sony just keeps just literally scraping the bottom of the barrel hey, for no, Spider-Man villains when they have a lot they appeared in House of M okay in a crowd completely oh, unsourced that it was even them like it was just yeah. somebody drew Hypno Hustler into a crowd in House of M. That is their highest, uh, like the the highest tier they've made. So like, this has got to be part of the deal with Disney, right? That they can't use 100%. certain villains. It's got to be. be that they can't use certain villains, and that they have to dredge the bottom of the lake to get uh, to make to get movies made. But like, why why even make this movie? And and why aren't you making like? Donald Glover, like you said, already played Aaron Davis in Spider-Man Homecoming, who goes on to become, he's Miles Morales' uncle, goes on to become the Prowler. Make that movie, Sony. Make that movie. Make a chameleon movie. 
<laughs> make a yeah. Sandman well, movie. Chame- well, no, isn't Chameleon? Them, isn't Chameleon going to be in? Chameleon's going to be in Craven, isn't he? Uh, I don't know. Chameleon was or somebody with that name. Someone in, with that name is going to be in Craven. Oh yeah, he was in. Um, technically, he was in uh, Homecoming. Far from home or Far from home. Yeah. Yes. It's like whatever right. the European, which whichever home one that was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. The Hollywood Reporter said that Donald Glover quote sparked to the musical aspect of the character and the fact that he has less Marvel canon baggage freeing him uh, to greater interpretations. But there's you know got to be there's got to be something that. against Black Cat like or like Scorpion, Shocker, Silver Sable, Silver, Shocker, yeah, Scorpion, Sable, Jackal, any of them. Yep. Hammerhead, them. like Ghost City, like Ghost City and Go Hammerhead or right. Tombstone or Tombstone. Any, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, THR go, also go so, with uh, go with Sony. I mean, Sony did it on the uh, PlayStation, Mister Negative. Yeah, like, yeah. You have Rhino. The, you have the best movie you could have in the video game that was made for your console. Use yep. it. <laughs> yeah. More on that later too. Hmm, um, true. Uh, uh, Hollywood Reporter also um, suggests that the project, quote, could be anything from a disco period piece to a reimagined modern hip-hop version or even a cyberpunk future play. I gotta say, nothing about that appeals to me whatsoever. Like, none of those descriptions make me excited to see this movie. The only thing, the only thing that makes me excited to see this movie is that Donald Glover's gonna be in it. Right. And only thing. See, with Donald Glover, if you, like, the the period piece part hits me if Donald Glover's doing it, so I'm just like, yeah, I could get with that, but yeah, Donald Glover is the only thing that will get me to see this movie. Although Matt Smith and uh, a cast a cast like Morbius could not get me to see Morbius, and I sat through about yeah, twenty minutes true. of it, and that was that. You didn't finish it? No, you just watched no. twenty minutes. <laughs> I I was getting ready to fall asleep. I was like, all right, I'm done. Might yeah, have, it might have um, been like the half an hour to forty minutes, but yeah. You get yeah. the gist. Um, well, you know who's probably not going to be in this movie? Spider-Man. If uh, Sony continues to do the thing that they have been doing, which is not putting Spider-Man in their Spider-Man villain movies, then uh, Spider-Man's not going to be in it. So, I mean, I guess there's a good chance that I could go into this movie with zero expectations and kind of like it. Now that I'm thinking about it, because Spider-Man's not going to be in it. I don't know anything about this character. I don't care about this character. I don't care what they do with this character. So this actually has a stronger chance to be a good film in my eyes than something like Craven or Venom did, you know? Because I'm like invested in those characters. I'm not invested in this guy yeah. at all. And Donald Glover's great. He doesn't really attach himself to stuff that's bad. So I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, Hypno Hustler. Get ready, guys. Mark those calendars for Hypno Hustler. All right. Put it on the board. Uh, moving on into comics. This week in your local comic book store, amongst other things, you got Alien number four, Avengers Forever number 12, Batman Superman World's Finest number 10, Batman versus Robin number four, Black Panther number 12, Berserker number 11, Catwoman 50, Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. See, I mentioned that word crisis earlier. Number seven this is the finale of that series. I Hate Fairyland, number two. Mary Jane and Black Cat, number one. Nightwing, number 99. Sabretooth and the Exiles, number two. Steve, 
I didn't know until you put it on here. I didn't know until I saw it on the list. Something is killing the children, number 27. That shit's not over. Nope, nope. <laughs> It'll be in the poll list. I was told by multiple sources that 26 was the last issue of Something is Killing the Children, and here we are. There's more. I know I was one of those sources. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were. <laughs> but the other one was somebody that owns a comic book store. Right. <laughs> so I thought that was a pretty trustworthy source. Uh, Spider-Man, The Lost Hunt, number two. Stuff of Nightmares, number four. Traveling to Mars, number two. Wakanda, number three. Wolverine, 28. And X-Men Annual, number one. Please head out to your local comic book stores this Wednesday. Pick out all those books or, uh, you know, whatever you want. I feel like um, I'm contractually blowing... obligated to buy X-Men Annual number one just because I've bought every X-Men Annual that I can think of since well, I there, started there collecting There you go. You comics. have to now. So You got to. Moving on into some one-shots. We got, uh, first of all, well, my computer's taking forever. I didn't actually like write this down, so I was going to click on an article, and now um, it's taking forever to load. But anyway, we had a first look. BBC released the first look at um, Nakuti, Nakuti Gatwa's Doctor Who, um, who will be, I believe, the 15th Doctor after David Tennant returns as the 14th Doctor, inexplicably, for but, a series of specials right. coming out next year. But also the yeah. 11th? But who knows? Um, but also... Yeah, or is it 12th? Uh, 10th. He was 10th. the 10th. Oh, he was 10th. And now he's also the 14th. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what's going so on he's, there. he's Grover Cleveland, the Grover Cleveland of Doctor Who. Yeah, he's okay. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That is exactly correct. That is exactly correct, Steve. Um, no better way to put it. Um, but we, we got the first official image of him. I, like, doctors always have a certain, or I guess, nowadays ever you know not maybe initially but they're known to have a certain signifying or identifying wardrobe or something that they wear that sets them apart from other doctors whether that's like a bow tie and a fez or um you know a long trench coat like david Tennant wears or a long scarf like doctor number four used to wear all these different things i uh jody whitaker was wearing a big rainbow coat like things like that uh, Nakuti Gatwa seems to be wearing like a brown plaid uh, f- uh, like suit, um, pants, and a matching like longer, like an overcoat, but a longer one with a bright orange t-shirt underneath. Um, looking pretty hip, I gotta say. Pretty cool look. Uh, we got that, and we know a little bit more about uh, what the next Doctor's gonna look like. There we go. Uh, moving on into things we now know what they're gonna slightly look like. Um, Spider-Man 2 will hit the PS5 in fall of 2023. I think we've seen a total Ooh. of one shot from this with Spidey and Miles that seems to be on every article that this is uh, has been tagged in. But um, yeah, it's uh, the follow-up to the wildly successful Marvel Spider-Man and the wildly successful sequel, Miles Morales, which was even more fun because, well, just the visuals of Miles... Uh, there's something about the yeah. way in those games that Miles swings that's just like this is fun, like Spidey's yeah, fun. It's, but that's it is better. really cool. It is. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm having like some internet issues uh, right now, like some lag, um, and I'm trying to hopefully catch up. But I do feel like they did a great job in those two games of differentiating how Peter swings and moves and looks versus how Miles does. And they could have just like put the a Miles skin on the Peter 
version and done it that way. Um, but they didn't, and they did went the extra mile, which I think is great. Yeah, definitely not phoning it in helped the uh, the sequel much more. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, our last one shot of the night before we get into our 2022 recap. We started off with Henry Cavill. We closed with Henry Cavill. Because, um, you know, you Henry Cavill fans out there, don't worry. He's going to be fine. No, yeah. he's not going back to The Witcher. No, he's not going to be Superman. However, he gets to do um, a dream project of his own. If you know, if you've seen many interviews with Henry Cavill or you follow him, you know that he's a big fan of the game Warhammer, a game that I know very little about. But apparently, Henry Cavill will star and produce in a Warhammer 40,000 or Warhammer 40K series for Amazon. Yeah. It's an adaptation of the game, again, that I know nothing about, but I know that Henry Cavill loves it so hard and so much um, that he is uh, he's very excited, I'm sure, oh, yeah. about doing it. I'm sure this is what he's wanted to do, probably even more than be Superman. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah, and 40K is, 40K is an interesting, uh, there's a ton of lore around it. Um, uh, it's been a tabletop game, like a tabletop war game for the the war, the war original Warhammer came out in, I want to say, the 80s at some point. Um, mm -hmm. was a tabletop miniatures war game. 40K was an evolution of that in the future with, like, space marines and shit. And uh, there's crazy amounts of lore and apparently... Um, He's absolutely diehard into it. Uh, so, hey, if he's all aboard, then I'm probably all aboard because I don't think I've ever seen him in anything that's not been good. So, okay. Nice. Awesome. Uh, cool, cool. Well, that would normally be the end of our show, but because we're pretty sure this is going to be our last show of the year. It's time for some superlatives. <laughs> it's time for some da. Yeah, superlatives. Yes. Um, so, all right, we're gonna do a little bit of a a best of 2022 between the two of us. We're gonna talk about our best movie, our favorite movie, our favorite show, and what our favorite comic or something else. Yeah, probably. I, I think, think that was the do. three we went with. Yeah. As you can um, see, this is extremely formal and definitely written down in the show notes. Yeah, I have not prepared for this. <laughs> I kind of have ideas in my brain, but I didn't write anything down, and I'm just gonna kind of wing it. I did about so, an hour and a half ago, so, yeah. Okay. Well, you want, do you want to start with movies? Uh, sure. Let's go with that. So, we had a lot of great stuff in 2022 across the board, you got to say. Mm -hmm. um, so, Steve, favorite movie. So, do you want me to go with, in, do you want to go from, from bottom you know, to top? Because every time we're only... I went with, uh, every, every category I went with an honorable mention and then the winner. Oh, cool. See, I didn't do that because I haven't written anything down, but I can. So here's what I'll do. I'll um, go my honorable mention. Stuff. I'll go my honorable mention, and then you give yours, and then I'll give whatever I gave. Uh, okay, I think I can do that. But let's. Um, <laughs> uh, first, I guess I just want to say in general, and I'm sure this is probably obvious for people that are listening or watching this, that we're we're sticking to just movies and shows that are in this genre that we right. would cover. We're in, not talking in the about nerd like. We're not expecting these things to get nominated for, you know, Academy Awards or anything right. like that. We're talking about nerdverse films. Although a couple of these um, did get nominated for Golden Globes in various ways. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, okay, so 
while I'm trying to think of an honorable mention, what's your what would you say? What's your honorable mention for best film of 2022? Your favorite right. 2022? Uh, film? It was not released in theaters. Oh, it was released exclusively on Hulu, and it would be Prey. Damn it, dude! Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. I was thinking um, through honorable it. I was mention like, yeah, was Prey. That's, yeah. Um. Yeah, Prey was so good. It really was. <laughs> no. Um what uh what about I don't know tell, talk to me about why it's an honorable mention for you. I, it was just uh, for me I I didn't really ever have too many ties to the Predator movies like I remember watching the original I remember mm-hmm. enjoying it I remember it being really um you know really well done movie something I went back and watched a couple of times whatever um this just brought me back in and it was just extremely well shot. It was extremely well acted. It was, the plot was solid. Like it was just a good all around movie. And it probably, if it had gotten a theatrical release and I had seen it there, it might've, you know, might've, might've been at the top. It was just, I really, it really enjoyed it. I agree. I agree. It was incredible. Um, uh, my honorable mention is one that we have not talked about on this podcast. Oh yeah. But I think it's it's in enough of the wheelhouse that it would be appreciated by people that do listen to this podcast. And it was also not released in movie theaters. Hmm. My honorable mention is Weird, the Al Yankovic story, <laughs> which was <laughs> nice. released exclusively on Roku. Yep. A uh, strange, you know, not necessarily the the best uh option i think for release but even if you don't have a roku device you can just open the app and watch it for free like you don't even have to own a roku thing and i highly recommend anyone that likes to laugh or likes if you like weird al you got to watch this movie i laughed my ass off it's so funny it's so weird daniel ratcliffe stars as weird al yankovic evan rachel wood plays madonna that's great there are about a thousand other cameos from either high level celebrities and or just like comedy people. Like if you're in that world, like you recognize people that are like Paul F. Tompkins is in it. Scott Mm -hmm. Aukerman is in it. Like just all these, I don't know, underground comedy people. I laughed so hard for so long and still thinking about it makes me laugh um, today. I can't recommend it enough. Comedy is subjective. Obviously like not everybody thinks the same stuff's funny, but you know, if I'm saying Weird Al and you're like, oh, I like that guy, then you should watch <laughs> yeah. this movie uh, for free on Roku is absolutely hilarious. That's that's on the list of movies I was planning on trying to tackle with my wife over the uh, holiday break. So, yeah, I watched it with my wife. She liked it, too. My wife famously does not like Weird Al. Oh, really? Does like does not care for not his about that. music. That's yeah, great. at all. Um, she has warmed to him since yep. we've been together in the last 13 years that <laughs> we've been married just because I think she like she respects him as mm-hmm. a, cre- a creator more than she actually thinks he's funny, yep. I guess, now at this point. So she was able to watch this movie and and see it as uh, something that's worthwhile, <laughs> yeah, I guess. There you but go. I just thought it was uh, I thought it was great. So nice. that's my that's my honorable mention. So, Steve. Best for you, favorite movie of 2022. Hit me. I had to go with Angela Bassett killing it in Wakanda Forever. I knew you were going to say that. That was my I, guess. There was, I, I mean, it, 
for me, it was also probably tainted by the fact that I only saw so many movies in theaters this year. But yeah. like that yeah. experience was phenomenal. Like the movie never dragged. It hit all the right notes. Uh, they were able to pull off the plot lines as well as n- introducing Namor and the Atlanteans or uh, whatever they're called now. Um, I know. I still don't remember what they're calling uh, it. It's not, it's with not Atlantis. Telecon? Telecon. Telecon. Yeah, yep. that's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. It, I mean, it was just, it hit all the right notes for me. Yep. I agree. Um, it did drag a little bit for me, I'll say. Yep. But um, I already knew where you were going to. Yeah, it, it was certainly the best, um, certainly the best Marvel film that yeah. I saw this year. Hands 100%. Down. Well, this is a uh, we are we're voting on party lines we're, here yeah, we're, tonight. We're right? on brand. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I, we're definitely on what, brand tonight. What your winner is would have been my third easy. So, uh, do you know you know what it is? You must know what it is. hundred percent. My. It, it's an early. It was an early. Uh, early in the year. It almost feels like it didn't come out this year because That's it was also part March. of why it may not have made my. <laughs> why yeah. why Prey bumped it, but yeah, yeah. Uh, my um, favorite movie of 2022, as far as it, uh, nerd relevant things are concerned, it was The Batman, yep. um, starring Robert Pattinson. I just think it's oh, just it's so great. good. It was phenomenal. <laughs> it's just movie. so good. I rewatched it. I was sick um, recently. I had the flu, and uh, I just had it on like while I was like dozing off and waking up. And mm-hmm. every time I woke up, I was like, "Oh yeah, this part's great." And then I would just go back to sleep. And go, oh yeah, this part's great, and go back to sleep. Oh yeah, this part's great. Um, yeah, so good. Fresh take on the character, and fresh take on a character that has had so many fresh takes. It's hard to find a fresh take. Yeah. So um, the fact they pulled it off and they made me want more of that universe and more of those characters, and we are getting more of them, and we're getting more of them in 2023, Um, whether it be a movie. It's not going to be a movie, but, you know, um, yeah, hands down, the Batman for me was the only one that I could. Nothing's touching that for me. So, all right, Dud. Um, and and mind right, you, bud. this is the year that you converted me to actually, like, putting DC things on my pull list and stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. It's been been big steps. That's in a, a in that's a, a big uh, that's a big win for me. <laughs> big win for me. So yeah, where are we heading next? We heading to TV. Yeah, let's do TV. You got an honorable mention of a TV show? I do. Honorable mention has to be uh, Werewolf by Night. Oh shit! I didn't think about the specials. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. good one. Yeah, I was sitting there thinking through it. I'm like, you know, there's a bunch. Like, there's some solid TV that's been out. Like. You know, the Rings of Powers, the House of the Dragon, whatever. Like, we covered a yeah. lot of that. But, like, Werewolf by Night was just, it was tight. It was concise. Yeah, it was know. well done. And it was just really, really good. That's definitely my favorite Marvel TV thing, I think. I saw oh, this it was year. hands I mean, down the She-Hulk best Marvel thing right up there. Out. Yeah, She-Hulk was the good. Yeah. But, like, Werewolf was, that was a step Werewolf above. by Night was... That that was a thing that was like a f- felt fresh Marvel wise to yes. me in a way that even She-Hulk didn't really because She-Hulk was very much in the same universe. Mm-hmm. And I know Werewolf by Night is too. And I'm sure we're going to see him show up in whatever Secret Wars or something. Right. But And if not him, Man-Thing will or like. Yeah, Elsa somebody's going somebody. to. Yeah. But yeah, Werewolf by Night was great. You're right. Good call. I'm hesitant to say my honorable mention because I think it's your number one. Really, and I don't want to steal. I don't want to steal your thunder. Yeah, go for it. 
my honorable mention, this might be controversial. Mm-hmm. Because It might be controversial that it's not my number one, but my honorable mention is Andor. Okay. I am surprised it was not your number one for the amount that it was, uh, the, the praises were sung of it. So I'm very curious as to what would have superseded it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me and, too. And anyone, <laughs> I mean, who, no, like, anyone who has listened to the podcast knows that will be my number one or was my number one or is my number it is, one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like that, that was again, similar to werewolf by night, fresh, well done, something new and original, like yes. in the star Wars universe, but not, not the classic star Wars. Like it, it ticked all the boxes. Yep. I agree. Um, I think, I think Cassian Andor might be, might be my favorite star Wars character. Oh Yeah. If you'd have um, told me that at the beginning of the year, I would have said, go home, you're drunk. Yeah, I would have said, you're, I mean, he's fine in Rogue One, but right. no. But like seeing this and then knowing Rogue One is yeah. like, yeah, I think he's he's top three Star Wars characters for me, I think. Um, and yeah, that show uh, knocked me out. Every week knocked me out. Um, but it did exist within a framework that yeah. I'm familiar with. It did exist in a continuity where I know what's going to happen mm-hmm. at the end of it. So like the whole time it's like, yeah, well, I know he's not really in any danger. I know he's not going to die. Right. So when it came time for me to pick one versus an honorable mention, that was the only sliver of thing that I could think of to differentiate Andor from my favorite television show of 2022, which again came out in early 20, 2022. So I'm surprised that I remember it. Peacemaker. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. The yeah. aforementioned okay. Peacemaker. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. It was just so good, man. It, it was just really so was. good. I forgot and that was this year. Yeah, I exactly. I know. Because yeah. it came out in January. I think it came right. out in January. And if it's the only season that we get a Peacemaker, then that's sad. Yeah. But it's just so... Like, the opening credits alone oh, God. <laughs> worth... Yeah. Worth, uh, worth being in the top 10 of the year, <laughs> I think. And the fact that, like, it was so wild and crazy, and it was like, you know, like we're just saying about Hypno Hustler or whatever, yeah. like, he's like a such a, a D-list character that you don't care about what happens to him. You don't have expectations for what he should be doing or mm-hmm. how she, he should be acting. And, you know, James Gunn's an incredibly crazy out-there writer. You don't know where he's going from episode oh, to episode. And in one episode, they meet a giant gorilla that they have to kill with a chainsaw. Right. <laughs> like, what? Right. Like I never thought I'd see that in a DC thing, and here it is in my home. Um, and ah, it's just so, it was. I just I had to give it to that oh, for the yeah. sheer creativity alone, the sheer unexpectedness of a Peacemaker show even existing. Yep. Let alone being great. Yeah. No. That that had no right to be nearly as good as it was. No right at all. No right at all, my friend. And that uh, actually, for um, for for one of our newest confirmed listeners, if you could go out and watch three TV shows from this year, go watch these three because yeah. n- none of them are overtly uh, comic book related or nerd culture related. They're just true, good, hilarious. Uh, yeah. in the case of Peacemaker uh, shows. Yeah, I mean, I would say Peacemaker. You might benefit from watching. Um, the Suicide Squad, a movie called The Suicide Squad, right. pre before because Peacemaker is a spinoff of that movie. The the person um, I'm referencing uh, enjoys Doom Patrol, so I think uh, I think that's the, true. Yeah, The Suicide Squad yeah, and be, uh, Peacemaker would be in the vein. 
yeah, I think uh, this person whose name is Chris, let's just yeah. talk. Let's just you know <laughs> call him right out while he's listening. Um, uh, yeah, Chris, watch the Suicide Squad, starring John Cena and Idris Elba and Margot Robbie. And if you ever and thought that watch... could exist, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then watch a show called Peacemaker, if you want to. If you don't want to, that's fine, too. I'll still love you. It's true. Um, all right, what was the last one? Comic? Comics. All right, let's go. Uh, Steve, what's your honorable mention comic uh, for 2022? So it's a weird one, because okay. I... I had to differentiate because it's I, I didn't read a lot of stuff that came out in 2022. Dude, yeah, no, this was so, hard for me too. So I was like, I I did came out and read. So technically, okay. Uh, Immortal X. So if we're going with came out in 2022, Immortal X Men was my honorable mention. Uh, Kieran Gillen run took over for effectively took over for uh, the took over the Hickman verse um mm-hmm. and continued that that on um then this is actually kind of weird cuz it's similar to what happened last year where it was the same writer for my uh for for both of my um nominees but Kieran Gillen yeah. for honorable mention for Immortal X-Men so nice um i think my honorable mention is going to it was either my honorable mention or my favorite from last year yep. also. But uh, it's still going on with a still same creative team, and uh, it's Tom Taylor and Bruno Renato's Nightwing. Nice. Um, I think yeah. they're still crushing it, and I'm still loving it. I'm not even quite... I'm not even caught up all the way. I still am a couple issues behind, but um, I'm yeah, working on it. they're still doing it, then what the hell? And it's just great. It's just just so good. And um, I hope, and they have said that they're going to be on that book for a long time, and I hope that they are because yeah, I can't stop reading go. it, and I love it. Hundred so. issues in, starting uh, as of the next issue, right? Ninety nine just uh, ninety nine comes out this week, and then yeah, one hundred will be in yeah. January. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, my my top slot for the year went to Once in Future, which was the oh. was Kieran Gillen's indie with Boom, uh, take on the Arthurian legend. Um, I think uh, it's still ongoing at this point. No. But um, they there were a couple of trades that came out in uh, this year, and it's still still kicking. And uh, the whatever the equivalent of volume four was, like the I think it was nineteen to twenty four, was just a hell of a run. So yeah, awesome. Um, I just remembered one ah. that I think should be my favorite. So I'm gonna bump what was gonna be my favorite back to my honorable mention. Okay. So my new honor, forget that I said anything about Nightwing. Edit that part out. Just still, cut it right out. Still good. My honorable mention is G. Willow Wilson's Poison Ivy. I think was an <sighs> incredible miniseries. I so I literally looked at that and was like, I'm gonna put that as my honorable mention. And then I got to writing it down and I completely DC just blew from my mind. But yeah. like that was another one of those DC pulls that you convinced me that it was like yeah, this yeah. is really, really good. It's just like scary and gross yep. and like just crazy body horror, like oh, yeah. straight villainy, straight villainy. Yep. Um, which is something that I feel like I haven't seen in a Poison Ivy story in a long time, which I, I thought it was great. Really great writing. My number one now, as I remember it, is a single issue, a one shot, um, Batman 
One Bad Day, The Riddler by Tom King and Mitch Jarrett's. Um, um, really an, an incredible, disturbing, and really smartly written one-shot Riddler book um, that I yeah. highly recommend. Uh, Tom King had a year, too, because Human Target was on the radar as well. Yeah, I um, am very... I don't... I fell off of getting the week by week. I never really put on my pull list, and then I Same. missed one, so I, I fell off, but I'm going to get the the trade yep. when it comes out because uh, yeah that's so that's the same thing i did i have the strange adventures over there which almost yeah, almost made it too. well i'm i'm a couple couple issues in uh oh, that, okay. that made it onto the uh things i read in 22 that mm-hmm. were but um that one that one was like there was a lot more options there uh had to go with uh the last ronin uh teenage mutant ninja turtles the last ronin and uh, Star Wars: The High Republic were both like phenomenal series that were ongoing, but the number one book that I read in 22, Ram V: Many Deaths of Layla Star. Oh, sure, of course, like, jeez. So that it it was I serialized. La- came out this it was year. serialized Jesus. last year, but the trade came out in January, and I bought it in February, and I read it, and I was like, "Fuck, this is amazing." Yeah. And I, I read like the first like three issues, and I again I like didn't put on my pull list, so I like yep. missed a week. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, great shout out. Also, shout out to um, Cliff Chang's Catwoman Lonely City. That's a great mm. book. Um, I missed the last issue, um, but my store is apparently ordering it for me. I'm just waiting for it to come in. Um, and yeah, I ordered, I asked for uh, a hardcover copy of Strange Adventures for Christmas. I can't wait to reread that. Yeah, and the, the real answer for... Uh best that i read well actually the best that came out and i read in uh 22 would have to be the amazing shakes number one oh uh, all all variant covers <laughs> thanks steve that's mighty nice of you to say he's talking about my comic book that i wrote um for those of you who don't know that's wonderful thanks yeah, bud I, well i was flipping um, through i still they're they're pristine copies because i've never actually opened them because i read the digital and then yeah. the comic book nerd <laughs> me was like well these are bagged and boarded Gotta leave them that way. There you go. There you go. So, um, so yeah. I am almost done shipping all of them out. I uh, hit a snag where it took me. I, I shipped a bunch of them out, and then it was a long drought, <laughs> and I got. I have a few more to go, and I'm gonna try to get them out either this week or probably between Christmas and New Year's because the post office I feel like is probably pretty slogged um, between now and Christmas. So yeah, they might be. Um, thanks for that shout out, buddy. I appreciate that. Absolutely. All right, so winding things down, last episode of 2022, we did this last year as well, here comes a list, a list of everything that's coming out in 2023. I'm sure that I've left something off this list. I'm, I'm sure that I have. I'm positive that I have. Um, although it is a very long list. I'm sure it's not comprehensive or, or things will get moved and they'll, or they'll get bumped to 2024 or something will get bumped oh, up to 2023 or whatever. Yeah. And I'm sure, I think, I think we mentioned something earlier that I realized, Oh wait, I forgot to put that on that list. And I don't remember what it was now that we're talking <laughs> about. So just, you know, write in and yell at us that we forgot something. So buckle up people. I'm about to read you a very long list of everything that's coming out in 2023. And then Steve and I are going to pick, our most anticipated projects from this list. 
All right. This is relatively more or less more or less in the order that they are going to be released. There are some things that are thrown in there that do not have release dates, and I just threw them in randomly. So some things will be left turns, but more or less starting with January, ending with December. Coming in 2023. You guys ready? All right. Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2. The Last of Us Season 1. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Harley Quinn, a very problematic Valentine's Day special. Forgot about that one. When's that coming? Cocaine out? Bear. Did we talk about Cocaine Bear? Uh, yes. I, well, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. You and I have talked about it. But... You and I talked about it. I don't know. If you haven't seen the trailer for Cocaine Bear, you should go see that. That's not <laughs> a nerd thing. It. Some of these, not all of these are straight nerd things. Some of these are just like within the genre. There's some horror things. And we talk about horror every yeah. once in a while. So like I included some horror things as well. But and like, that just looks yeah. hilarious. <laughs> it just looks amazing. Yeah. The Mandalorian Season 3, Superman and Lois Season 3, Scream 6, Gotham Knights Season 1, Shazam! Fury of the Gods, John Wick Chapter 4, John Wick spinoff series The Continental Season 1, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, Star Wars The Acolyte Season 1, The Super Mario Brothers Movie, Agatha Coven of Chaos Season 1, Renfield Dracula Movie starring Nicolas Cage's Dracula, Armor Wars Season 1, Evil Dead Rise, uh, Marvel Zombies, The Witcher Season 3, Star Wars Skeleton Crew, a show that I had completely forgotten existed that was going to come out, and I'm shocked that it's supposed to come out in 2023 because I haven't heard anything about it. Mm -hmm. Okay, here is where the next, I'm going to read the next string of them in a, in a, a quick succession without taking a break, and these are all movies that are coming out during this summer, summer 2023. You ready? Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Transformers Rise of the Beasts, The Flash, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, Barbie, The Marvels, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, and Blue Beetle. So outside of Barbie and Transformers, I will probably be in the theater for all of those. Here's, did you see the, they released a teaser trailer for Barbie this week. Did you see the teaser trailer for Barbie? No. You should watch it. Oh, yeah? Because I think I'm going to go see that shit. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's amazing. Just the tone is really, like, fun and funny. Like, they they know what they're doing. For nice. sure. That's that's the only reason. If, if they hadn't released a teaser trailer this week, I would not have put it on this list. But <laughs> it seems like it's it's within the realm of things people would like <laughs> that listen to this show. Moving on. Oh, by the way, yeah, we're not done. Echo Season 1. That's the Marvel Daredevil-ish, or Hawkeye spinoff, I should say. Craven the Hunter. The Penguin Season 1. Ironheart Season 1. Loki Season 2. Dune Part 2. Did you forget about Dune? Yeah, Dune's coming out. Untitled Ghostbusters sequel. Marvel's What If Season 2. Wheel of Time Season 2. X-Men 97. And then bowing in December, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of things. That's a lot of things. That's a packed 2023. Whew. Yeah. I'm going to be living at the theater this summer. I'm going to be seeing all those movies this summer. Pretty much. So, Steve, out of this list, 
Is there like a movie and or a show that you would consider your most anticipated? Uh, I mean, most anticipated hands down is Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah? Yeah. There's no, there's no two ways about it for, for a movie, like distinctly movie. Yeah. Um, Guardians 3 was close. Mm-hmm. Indie is indie. Like I, I still I don't. It's I still don't know what I feel about indie. The more, like the more and the less I see about it, I'm like, oh yeah, oh ah, uh. yeah. Like, I, I know I want I'm to really, see it, but yeah, exactly. I'm really excited about seeing an Indiana Jones movie, but there's still a Crystal Skull there that's keeping yeah. me from or getting they, too excited. Or like if they didn't make an Indiana Jones five, I would also be okay. Right, you know, it's not yeah. like I need an Indiana Jones five. Mm-hmm. So, as much, I don't know if this is a, I don't know if this is a good most anticipated movie. I don't know all. It's not Barbie. All reports. Right? What's that? <laughs> I said it's not. It's Barbie, not Barbie. Right? Okay. But I'm telling you, watch that teaser trailer. It's funny. All right. Um. I. It's the Flash. It's got to be the Flash, man. Like, it's just taken so long for them to make this movie. It's taken them so long. Well, I mean, we didn't. We also so didn't specify. Times. We also didn't specify best movie of twenty three. It was most exactly. like the one you want yeah. to see the most. And I get that. Yes. Like we've been talking it's gotta about be the, the Flash. Flash for two it's years. It's got to be. There's so much behind the scenes nonsense mm-hmm. about this movie, and that the other thing is, all reports indicate. That it's really good, right. which is why it's still coming out. If it wasn't really good, they probably would have canceled it. But yeah. like as recently as last week, I heard our, you know, Jeff Snyder, one of our go-to critics, say that he hears it's really, really effing good, is what he said yeah. on his podcast. I keep hearing that. So it's gotta be the flash for me. Yeah. Gotta be the flash. But I gotta say, close second for me. And this might come as a shock. I'm pretty sure close second. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. I love that series. Yeah. I was going to say so it doesn't much. surprise me because we've had that conversation a couple times, but I cannot wait. I cannot wait for a new Mission Impossible movie starring Tom Cruise who just today released they announced that um Top Gun Maverick is coming out on Paramount Plus to stream Ooh, this week actually nice. like 2000 or uh 22nd, I so think that, 22nd that or 23rd. That one's also got to go got to go on the list of uh, it's that and weird that I have to watch over uh, Christmas break. Yeah. <laughs> and um uh he announced it of course by uh jumping out of a helicopter and filming himself um falling through the sky before his parachute opened. Um and that just does. even though he was talking about Top Gun Maverick, I was like, this is making me more excited to see the Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> so um so yeah, I gotta say that. Obviously Across the Spider-Verse is, is super up there for me as well. Is there a show that you're more excited about than any other? Uh this list? you know, I'm I'm sticking on brand with that. Uh Acolyte. I was gonna say Acolyte too. Yeah. Acolyte's mine. Uh Last of Us yep. is an honorable mention because I really want to see what they're doing with that. But yeah. uh but yeah, the Acolyte is hands down like I I've seen enough High Republic stuff that I'm very excited for where this could go. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm just excited because I don't know anything about it. Right. Like it's gonna be I I feel like I hope it's done well in that I, I can't imagine it's gonna be so so similar to Andor. Um because it's more right. Jedi force related stuff. 
Um, but because I don't know anything about it or what it's going to be about, um, makes me more excited about it really. Cause like, you know, you tell me, Oh, you're getting a Boba Fett show. It's like, okay, I kind of get what that's going to be, even though right. it was different, not in a great way. And you tell me uh, it's an Obi-Wan show. Okay. I understand this is the time frame. This is what it's going to be like. I get that acolyte. I have no idea. There's going to be all new characters. I have no idea what's going to happen. Yep. And I'm very excited about that. Um, also the penguin. I'm excited about that because I yeah. love the Batman so much. So I get more Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Like, let's see what happens here. And Colin Farrell's portrayal was amazing in that. So what the uh, hell? amazing. And um, hey, hey, quick shout out to a non-nerd movie. Just because I just watched it recently, I watched a movie. It's on HBO Max called uh, "The Banshees of Inisherin," uh, starring Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Okay. Uh, it's a very, and he's great in it. It's like a. It's a very small, it's like a small story told very beautifully and very well. It's described as a tragic comedy. It's very funny, um, but sad things happen also, but it's also continues to be funny throughout. Um, and I recommend it. It's like a two-hour meditation on friendship, kind of. I don't know. It's just weird, yeah. but it's funny. So check that out. And, yeah, and, and again, it just remind. I bring that up because it reminded me how great an actor Colin Farrell is. Right. Um, because he just looks like a totally different person as the penguin, just a completely oh, yeah. different person. And you, you, fr even though you go into the Batman knowing it's Colin Farrell, you forget that it's him because he just looks totally different and his acting totally different. And then he's in this Banshees movie where he's just heavy Irish accent, normal looking right. guy. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's the same guy mm -hmm. that was in that was yelling at James Gordon and the Batman about incorrect Spanish, right. whatever. Yeah, it's the same same guy that was talking to Denzel in Training Day. Like what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so good. Oh yeah. Uh, any anyway any comics you're looking forward to in 23? Um, I'm looking forward to getting back into making my own comics in there 2023. Um, I've been in talks with a publisher. I hopefully that uh, I'm not trying to tease anything or you know knock on wood. I'm not jinxing it by saying anything here, but. Um, might be able to get some movement going on issue two of the Amazing Shakes. I think either either way. You know, hell or high water, we're going to get some movement on issue two of The Amazing Shakes in 2023. There we go. And um, you know what? I'm excited. I think it's in January. I remember we talked about it a few weeks ago. A comic I'm excited about reading is a mini series going on in pages of The Flash called One Minute War, where it's going to be like a six issue mini series that all takes place within one minute because they're all speedsters fighting each other. So, like, I'm going to, I great. am going to check that out. I'm going to put it on my pull list because it sounds cool. And it's like, a unique story that you can only tell with that kind of character. Yep. So it sounds cool. There you go. What about you? Yeah, and Any DC's, comics that DC's are doing their, about? their normal blow up everything with Lazarus Planet and then uh, what is it? Yeah. The Dawn of DC or whatever. You know, the standard yeah, yearly, Dawn of D I'm, inter I'm interested to see what Dawn of DC ends up being. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, and we'll see. Well, and that's, yeah. I mean, you know, Marvel's got the same thing going with like Sins of Sinister and then, of course. The, you know, Fall of X. So the the Kirkoan era will come to an end. Uh, yeah, the end of this year. So that'll be that. That's on the the Steve needs to pay attention to X Men again thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, cool. Yeah. Lots of great stuff in store for 2023, and um, I think that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, probably. Um, all we, right. We talked for a while. We'll, you know, we did, like, and we'll like see. We I guess if there's. Um, like we said, if there's other news that comes out, maybe we'll do a short episode next week to cover it, but 
short in quotes. You know, yeah, quote well. unquote short. Yeah. So so we roll. Um, you know, I'm knocking on some wood right now to see. You know, I can't I can't imagine anything as anything major is going to happen um, the week before Christmas. But no, I could see us dropping something wrong the week before. after that. But uh, if yeah. if need be, like if something comes out. But uh, yeah, if not. Uh, Hope everybody has a good uh, good holiday season and New Year and yeah. whatnot. And well. happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy Christmas. Yeah. And um, unless uh, you know, I don't know, unless something major happens, unless uh, Tom Holland is de- going to show up in um, uh, what's this? Madam Web. Hypno Hustle. Oh, Hypno Hustler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If Tom Holland shows up in Hypno Hustler, we'll record an episode about it. But other you than that, we'll that's likely not see now, you until right? 2023. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. And, uh, yeah, check us out on socials. Check us out. Leave us a review wherever you're listening to us, be it YouTube, be it on your podcatcher of choice. Um, and, yeah, I think that's that about wraps it up for the year. It sure does. Steve, thanks so much for doing this podcast with me for another year. I really appreciate it. Always have a great time. Same to you, Mike. Same to you. Cool, cool. All right. So that's it. Happy New Year, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And until next time, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the multiverse.